Make sure to check out episode 61, where we talk to Martin and Brian of MP Objects, all about the age of the customer, the perfect order, and how a control tower can really help you in your supply chain. This is Two Babes Talk Supply Chain, where we interview the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about the best practices, changes in the industry, and hot topics in supply chain. We answer all your questions and put the sexy into your supply chain. We are your hosts, Sarah and Nick. Welcome back to Two Babes Talk Supply Chain. Today is an amazing show for SMEs who have dipped a toe into global markets but are looking for more. After hearing from Andrea today, you will have a whole new perspective on how you can use eBay as a platform for international trade. As eBay Canada's Managing Director, Andrea Stairs leads the Canadian strategy and operations of one of the world's largest online marketplaces and Canada's second largest e-commerce business. In this role, Andrea is responsible for cultivating eBay's community of Canadian users from individual consumers to established brands and retailers and for overseeing all of eBay's Canadian functions including product management, marketing, business development and public and government relations. Andrea was most recently head of marketing for eBay Canada, managing the brand's marketing strategy and execution. She was also instrumental in launching eBay's French Canadian website and in leading the eBay Motors team in Canada. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Really excited to have you on today. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So let's get started. For any of our listeners that aren't familiar with eBay, why don't you tell us about the platform and how it's being used? Of course, yes. So um, eBay is, I think everyone knows um, what eBay is, but um, you know we've been around for 21 years and 17 years in Canada. Um, but we definitely have evolved a lot since our launch. And so um, started off as a platform for mostly consumers to trade with um, each other and sell uh, used goods at, um, in an auction format. And over the years, um, we have definitely evolved. And now um, we have a big B2C component of sellers. So we have a lot of businesses that are selling on the platform. Um, and now 80% of what is traded on the platform is uh, new inventory. And 80% is sold at fixed price. So not an auction format, just a, a normal e-commerce experience where the seller has asked for a price and you pay it. Um, so a tremendous evolution over the last um 10 or 15 years. Um, and uh, the platform is being used by consumers and businesses of all sizes. So obviously it's on the, the buy side of the business. Um, you know, Canadian consumers use it to, uh, to find inventory from across the country, um, around uh, across their city or around the world. Um, we have a huge cross-border trade component, particularly from uh, by Canadian buyers. And on the sell side of the business, Canadian sellers are using it, again, to connect with buyers in, in their neighborhood, across the country, but also around the world. And they're using it as a great platform to uh, to start or manage um, exports uh, for their businesses. 
Awesome. Awesome. And that's where we're going to be talking about today. You know, we're going to keep it for the small, medium-sized enterprises, the retailers that are really using your platform to gauge some interest overseas. So what kind of engagement are you seeing in regards to exporting and SMEs? Are you seeing it as, as a part of an omni-channel or on its own? What exactly are you seeing? So, yeah, so what we see um, is a variety of different models. Um, some SMEs use, use eBay as their only channel, um, uh, while others uh, use it as a complement to an offline channel, and still others are using it as part of a variety of online channels and offline channels. So in some cases, you know, they're using multiple marketplaces, their own e-commerce site, and then, you know, one or multiple offline locations. Um, and so really we can play... Um, in any one of those scenarios, um, what we do allow um, is for people to uh, to seamlessly add exports on. Um, and in fact, when we look at our SMEs, we find that um, the vast majority of them are exporting. Um, you know, when we look at sellers who sell more than ten thousand dollars on the platform, we see that ninety nine percent of them are exporting on eBay, which is you know an amazing number when we compare it to uh, the export rate for traditional SMEs. Which which hovers sort of in the 12 to 15% range. Um, and one of the reasons for that is that it's so much easier to export on eBay than it is to engage in traditional exports. Um, you know, traditionally, uh, you're a small, medium business. You have to forward deploy inventory. You have to pick which markets you think are going to, you're going to be most successful in, forward deploy the inventory or, um, negotiate an agency relationship or distributor relationship in a foreign market. Um, and then, um, you know, really take a big bet. On, on eBay, what you do is you simply check a box saying, I, you know, want my items to be made available to buyers in Australia or Germany or the UK. Um, and uh, the export is totally buyer driven. So you'll wake up in the morning and see that you've sold to Australia or, uh, you know, to the US or to Mexico. Um, and you can fulfill that order um, as it's uh, as it's paid as opposed to having to take a bet on a market. Um, and so it makes exporting a very um, scalable um, proposition, which is quite different than traditional um, traditional exporting models. Yeah, I love that. And you explained it pretty much perfectly. I mean, I've been using it. Um, I've been using your platform most recently, actually, for both personal as well as uh, business um, to tap into other markets, see where, you know, it's popular and, and, and different things like that. And I love it. I think it's a great way to really get to know the market, see where the interest lies. Um, and it just gives you that platform to be able to do that. And it even helps, you know, maybe drive traffic to, to our websites too. So yeah. love that. So, um, now they're engaging with new, new global markets on your platform. How are they engaging with new global markets? I mean, we've talked about the exporting side. So obviously, you know, they can export product, um, overseas or, or whichever countries that they decide to um, to target, but I guess maybe from a marketing side, because we've already sort of talked about the exporting side, maybe from a marketing side, how are they getting access to these new global markets? How are they engaging by using the platform? Well, I think that's the beauty of, of eBay is that regardless of whether or not, a, a, you know, a certain small million business is on the platform, eBay is um, 24 hours a day uh, driving traffic to the site. 
um, and in, in all of our markets. And so we are, we are a aggregator of shopping, uh, traffic. And so the, the beauty is, is that, um, a small moment business who is, um, selling their inventory on eBay doesn't need to spend, um, their dollars on driving traffic to um, their listings on their own website. They can put their inventory in the flow of traffic that eBay and any other marketplace is already um, investing in driving and, and engage in buyers that way and acquire buyers that way. Awesome. Awesome. So why don't we get into a few examples? I'd like the listeners to be able to really get a clear idea, a clearer picture of how they can use the, the platform to be successful. So do you have a couple of, of examples of companies who have been successful on the platform? You know, what kind of products did they have? How did they start? You know, how did they evolve? What, what sort of happened? Sure. I mean, I mean, when you've got 99% of your small medium businesses exporting, basically every uh, small business story on eBay is a story, story, a story of exporting success. Um, but one of my favorites uh, is a man named Michel who lives on the South Shore of uh, Montreal, um, and he owned a uh, a small. Um, uh, a hardware store um, and it was struggling and he didn't really know how to turn things around and so in preparation for going bankruptcy actually uh, for, for a bankruptcy he decided that he would start to try and sell things on eBay and um, lo and behold, he started to get some traction and, um, the most amazing things were the, were selling. So he started off selling, um, uh, gas fireplaces, like large items, um, and found that there was demand in the U S for these, uh, gas fireplaces. Um, and then he graduated from gas fireplaces to, um, uh, hard-sided 12-foot square gazebos that you put in your garden. Um, again, not small items. Um, and again, is shipping them across North America. Um, and he's now accumulated uh, sales of, of more than $2 million um, on eBay, um, uh, primarily exporting inventory uh, to the U.S. Um, and, you know, it's changed his entire business complexion. He's gone from having a 2,500-foot square a 2,500 square foot store um, to having a 25,000 square foot facility that includes significant um, e-commerce um, capabilities and, and a whole e-commerce back office team. Um, and, uh, you know, by tapping into demand outside of his local area, he's really been able to put his business on a much more solid footing. Um, and, uh, and he's a great guy to boot. So it's always one of my favorite stories. I love that. I just got goosebumps. I love a good story <laughs> like that. Um, so I don't, a lot of our listeners don't know this, but I, I met you at the, uh, fit conference back in October. Um, and your, when you were talking about eBay, it was just amazing. It, it sort of encaptured what I was looking for in a couple of different things. And that's why recently I, I tuned back into the platform. Now, a couple of the other examples that you used were Lumbermart and Wookie. Can you give us a little bit of background on them? Cause Lumbermart sounds like a, a bigger business. Are, are they using the platform and how are they using it? Yeah, so uh, there's a, a lumber mart, um, a big lumber mart business uh, in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and uh, again, they wanted to kind of broaden sales, get more um, velocity with their inventory, and so they hired um, this amazing woman, uh, Kimberly Witherspoon, who uh, has a ton of energy and really knows e-commerce, and so she's gotten them online and they uh, onto eBay. 
can they sell again the most random amazing hardware inventory uh, around the world um literally she's shipped uh, uh toilet plungers to europe um and uh you know and they just they're able to make it work they've got great pricing um they're able now to buy for their website and their e and their ebay business um and they know it works and so uh you know they've built on a whole nother uh, line of business for that, that, uh, Lumber Mart outlet, um, which has been amazing. Um, Wookie is sort of the other end of the spectrum. Wookie is, um, owned by a very young, um, Ottawa based guy who, uh, has a passion for, uh, sneakers and, um, uh, has built this business, um, uh, acquiring and, and selling sneakers, mostly new sneakers, uh, around the world, um, and has now got a you know good enough business that he's able to directly negotiate with um, major uh, sneaker producers around the world and um, you know well known brands and uh, bring the inventory to to eBay and then he connects with buyers around the world uh, on eBay again and he's I you know he's his name is Adrian and he's uh, a, this sort of passionate young entrepreneur who started a business on eBay out of his parents' basement and it's been uh, incredibly successful. Awesome. And I love that you're the managing director and you know these people's names, you know their businesses. <laughs> like I just I think that's a, an amazing attribute to have. Well, so, it's it's one of those things where you're running a um, you know, an e-commerce business, um, a tech company, and you can very easily get caught up in, you know, uh, just, uh, the, the day to day of the, the managing the business. But it's so wonderful for all of us to get out and actually meet the sellers and understand, um, the difference that we're making in terms of their businesses and their, and their livelihoods and their families, um, livelihoods. And it really makes what we're doing adds that, um, human factor and really, um, you know, you, you know, makes it feel like you're, you're really having a, a true impact on people's lives. It's great. Yeah, I love that. And it's just, it just, you know, it, it gives you another window into eBay and the type of company that, that you guys are and, and that you're running. And the fact that they are selling toilet plungers to Europe. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. That, you mean they don't have toilet plungers in Europe? Are they? Are they like bright? I don't know. I honestly, I was, I was shocked as well. But I think the lesson there is that, you know, um, a a lot of people who are new to e-commerce think, okay, e-commerce makes sense for books and electronics. Um, but you know, a 12 foot square hard sided, hard sided gazebo or a set of winter tires or a plunger, like no one's going to buy that and ship it around the world. But in fact, people do all the time. And I, one of the things that we see is that there really isn't a category of inventory that isn't touched by e-commerce. Um, you know, we have a huge business in business and industrial, which is everything from an office chair all the way up to, you know, heavy, um, heavy equipment, backhoes and, you know, front end loaders. And I'm sure I'm getting the names wrong and my son, my six year old son would correct me, but, um, you know, big pieces of heavy machinery, full um, insides for commercial kitchens that are selling online. Um, and, uh, and so it really is amazing uh, the scope of inventory that can be sold online. And there really isn't a, if you've got a, if you've got a great value proposition, there really isn't anything standing in your way for putting, um, from putting um, whatever inventory you have uh, for sale online. 
Yeah, I'd be interested to talking to one of those guys about the shipping factor because, and we're going to get into shipping a little bit later when, when I ask you a couple of tips and tricks, but, um, because sending a hard sided gazebo or, or even a gas fireplace or even tires, I mean, they're heavy and, and all that kind of stuff, but we'll get that, we'll get into that in a minute. So what three key things should a, uh, what three key things should a seller do to get their item ready for international shipping? Um, so I think they just, uh, you know, if, if it's about international shipping or is it about international sales, like to get ready to sell internationally? Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of both too, right? Because you've got to prepare to be able to sell to a new market. Um, whether that means the wording that you're using in the listing. Yeah. And then on the other side of things, you also got to prepare for international shipping, right? You got to be able to um, cover your costs. Um, you've got to be able to ship the goods in packaging that's not going to get damaged and different things like that. So maybe three on each side if you can. Sure. So for getting ready for international sales, I think um, on a site like uh, eBay, you definitely want to um, make sure that you've got very clear information in your descriptions. And, um, you know, things like apparel or footwear have different sizing in different markets. And so um, providing uh, the equivalent uh, sizing in different markets is definitely helpful um, and creates less less risk for, yeah, less risk for, for foreign buyers. Um, I think, um, you know, the, the old adage that a, fo- a, f- a picture is worth a thousand words definitely uh, is the case. And, um, and so the more better, uh, clearer photographs you can include, the more trust that you'll create. Um, and really it's all about that trust, right? You're trying to uh, bridge this distance. Um, you're more than likely as an SME, you don't have a brand that a, that a buyer in a foreign country knows. And so you're kind of trying to create a, a relationship of trust where this transaction can take place um, at, a, at a far distance. And so anything that you can do to create that trust or to create um, the, give the sense to the buyer that, um, that the item is, uh, uh, that they have all the information about the item, that they understand exactly what they're getting, um, is uh, is definitely what you want to do. And so I think that the number one um, uh, suggestion would be very much for sellers to put themselves in a buyer's uh, shoes in a, you know in a foreign country and think, what would I want to know about this, and make sure that that those things are very detailed. Obviously, you know, being very specific around um, ship times and return conditions and. Um, shipping costs, all of that kind of stuff is, is definitely something that you want to pay attention to. Um, and, you know, if you have a target market, you know, there are some sellers who, you know, whose inventory does really well in Germany, for example. It's not a, it's not a bad thing to, to have someone translate some of the, um, standard terms into, into German in that case, um, and add them to the bottom of your listing so that again, you're creating that just incremental trust with buyers in those target countries. Um, that's, a, that's a great point too. Really, uh, really good point. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and eBay does a lot uh, and, and marketplaces like eBay do a lot to create trust as well. I mean, we've got, um, you know, a buyer protection and an eBay money back guarantee um, that will uh, that make buyers whole should something go wrong. And so that definitely helps 
um, with the uh, the creation of trust. Obviously, we're a well known brand, and so our brand can stand in um, stand in the place of the the lesser known um, uh, SMEs brand. There's a number of things that we're doing to create create trust, but definitely, if the seller is able to create trust, they can probably uh, charge slightly more for that item versus uh, you know this uh, a competing seller who has a um, a weaker listing um, but is selling at a lower price, um, particularly for a, a distance transaction. On the the shipping side of things, I mean, I think, you know, shipping around the world is very similar to shipping across the country. Uh, You know, you need to have the packaging work. Uh, You definitely need to understand your costs. Um, uh, You know, sites like eBay have the ability to to do calculated shipping so that you can enter the dimensions of the the parcel and then allow eBay to calculate uh, the precise shipping based on the services, uh, shipping services that you provide, uh, depending on where the buyer is located. So that can definitely be helpful. Um, uh, otherwise, I think understanding what the costs are, um, you know, and uh, and having a shipping cost that is realistic, um, but that also makes sure that you um, don't lose money on shipping is definitely something to to pay some attention to. Um, I definitely don't recommend padding the shipping costs because I think that you know buyers are smart and they will they will do the addition of the item cost plus the shipping cost and they'll make their decision on that basis. Um, and then, you know, you do need to make sure that you're filling out customs forms um, correctly. Um, definitely, you know, not marking things as gifts, not um, uh, reducing the value um, and um, considering um, incremental insurance where that makes sense based on the item value. Those are great points. And I think something else to point out is that you guys have partnered with GoShippo. Um, and that I believe also helps with the delivery and shipping of the goods, especially if you're going to be doing it, uh, internationally as well. Cause I, I think that they help with the customs declarations and yeah. So, and the, like yeah, that. yeah. So a lot of the, so with Shippo, um, it's just a, you just click, you know, you've sold something on eBay, you take, you click print the shipping label and it will take you through the registration flow and you, then you're in Shippo. Um, and, uh, the, the creation of the, the customs form is seamless. It's just part of the creation of the shipping label and on Chippo you get to um, have access to eBay's discounted rates which we've negotiated with uh, with Canada Post and so that can definitely be helpful as well. Awesome. Awesome. And then another thing that I was thinking about when we were talking about on the listing and the wording being used and stuff like that, just be mindful of the country that you're shipping to as well, right? Because some of the um, countries don't like specific colors or there's certain words that we use that they don't use and, and different things like that. So keep it very neutral and and be mindful mindful of those types of things. But no, I think that was great. Lots of really good tips and key things for, for people to be successful on eBay. So you recently named three winners of the eBay's Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. And uh, is the international trade component, is that a key factor in deciding some of those winners? So it, um, uh, generally speaking, no, although we do have um, one of the winners was our micro multinational of the year. And so definitely they needed to be um, a uh, an exporter and a, a very international company. But again, because we have such a huge rate of uh, of um, international uh, commerce and eco- uh, and and uh, export, um, particularly the Canadians on eBay, um, it ends up that almost every successful business that we look at when we're judging the um, Entrepreneur of the Year awards has a substantial international component or a substantial export component. So in the end, 
yes, most of the companies that um, that make it to the finals, and then certainly the ones we have have selected, at least in, in my recent memory, have all been um, uh, you know really good export uh, stories, um, and uh, and people who have uh, you know created businesses both domestically and internationally. Awesome. What are the other key? factors, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no. Um, so uh, you have to be a successful business. Um, you know, uh, we want to see like strong year over year growth. Um, we like to see, we always have, you know, uh, eBay feedback as a key consideration. And so we want to make sure that you're giving, um, delivering good customer service. Um, and, uh, and then there are some, there's some qualitative considerations that the, uh, um, the uh, applicants need to write, a, um, I think they have to answer two questions. Um, and so we judge the answers to those two questions. Um, and, but, you know, every year we've got this amazing list of people to, to judge the final, the final winners from, um, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, it was uh, three women from across the country who won. Um, we didn't have an intention of having a, a full female slate, but we ended up with this, this great slate of, of female winner, winners. Um, last year, uh, it, they ended up all being millennials, all with million dollar businesses on eBay. Um, and, uh, um, and then this year's group was like this amazing, um, different sort of amazing set of, of, of winners as well from um, Montreal and Toronto. Um, and we were so excited to see them as well um, across a variety of different categories. Uh, and the most amazing thing is when they get together, we do an event in Ottawa and they, they, they we bring the winners together. And it's sort of like um, one of my colleagues calls it summer camp. They all get together and they immediately start talking about tips and tricks of eBay. And really you can't even get an Edward in edgewise. It's just, it's immediate sort of peer coaching on what's working, what's not working. And um, some of our sellers have now uh, partnered together. Winners uh, have partnered together to source inventory from China together and, uh, and uh, you know, continue to give each other support, um, even though they're in different cities in different categories. That's awesome. And I keep saying this. I think this is the third podcast that I'm talking about the future of businesses and collaboration. And again, it's just come up for me. So it just goes to show that that's, that's the way that it's going. So is there a similar type thing just for my listeners in the US? Is there a similar type of awards uh, from eBay in the US as well? Yep. There's um, uh, awards called uh, the Shine Awards and they happen in the spring in the US and we announced the winners at the eBay Open, which is a big gathering of eBay sellers held uh, every summer in Las Vegas in um, end of July. But yes, definitely there's the same, the same, comp- same similar competition um, in the US. In Canada, the Entrepreneur of the Year Awards, the competition opens usually towards the end of July, early August. Uh, and then we announce winners uh, during Small Business Week in October. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get back to some of the tips. I know that our listeners are, if they aren't on the platform yet, um, they all work in businesses that should be on the platform, should be taking advantage of the platform, you know, looking at it, using, using it and really expanding their reach for, for what they're doing. So what three to five tips can you give our listeners who might want to get their store to the next level and engage more of an international, uh, buyer to their product? Um, I mean, we talked a little bit on the marketing side, you know, with the wording and the pictures and, yeah. and different things like that. Is there anything else that you can add to that to really help somebody along that's either just getting started, 
you know, thinking about doing it, um, that can, that can get them moving in that right direction. So, I mean, I think that's the great thing about a platform like eBay is the scalability, right? You don't need to have, um, a huge investment in order to dip your toe into exporting. Um, and so, uh, and similarly, you don't need to invest massively just to get online. So if you are, um, you know, a, a retail business that is, uh, offline only, um, you know, adding inventory to, uh, to eBay, uh, it doesn't take a lot of, you know, the first listing takes a little bit of time and then you get used to it and then it, it goes really well. And, and then there are listing tools that make it much, much faster. And if you have, if, and if you are already online, there are ways to plug in your, um, your own, uh, inventory management system, the content management systems you have, whatever you happen to be using. You know, if you're on Shopify, if you're on, big commerce, if you're on any of those platforms for your online site, there are ways to plug that into eBay so that you don't need to spend a lot of time on eBay listings and the, and the eBay listings can be generated from the information that already exists on those other platforms. Um, and so what I would say is that you definitely um, want to give it a shot and, uh, you know, pick some items that you think um, are likely to appeal to international buyers and start there. Um, but there really isn't a huge cost to, uh, to jumping in with two feet. One of the things you may want to do though, is you may want to, you know, limit things to markets that you feel more comfortable with, at least at the beginning. So eBay allows you to either click one box and ship worldwide, or you can, um, uh, pick from a list of countries. And so you may want to say, you know what, let me start with English speaking markets or let me start with just, um, the Americas or let me start with, um, just Europe. Um, and that may create a bit more comfort. Uh, and also, uh, you know, the reality is, is that there will be fewer issues, um, uh, with, uh, you know, borders, et cetera. Um, if you're working mostly with countries that are, um, more like Canada or the U S um, not saying that you shouldn't eventually, you know, broaden out cause you totally should. And there's huge demand in those other markets, but uh, if you're starting out, it, you may want, you may feel more comfortable with a, a set of markets that is, um, more similar to the U S or Canada. So, you know, the UK, Australia, um, um, some other English markets and, you know, you, then you can kind of start there and then expand out. Um, but, um, you know, there's no time like the present, uh, get some, get some inventory up on eBay and start, um, start seeing what works. The other thing that you can do is you can look at, um, uh, you know, you can go to the sites that you think that you should be on. So whether it's like the Italian site or the UK site and really take a look, spend some time doing some research. Like what is selling from a, what is, you know, what are comparable items listed at in terms of pricing? You can actually go to the advanced search and see what has sold in the last 90 days. Um, both sold and unsold items and see the pricing and the kinds of descriptions that were provided. Um, so there's a lot of sort of intelligence gathering that you can do before you get started just on the eBay site um, with no kind of special access required. It's just click on advanced search and you can uh, follow the prompts to get to the closed item search. I love that. I love that. That's even going to help me. So thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> Lots of tips and tricks. So hopefully that, that gets people started. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a really great platform. Once you start getting into it and taking a look at it, there's a lot of different things that you can, you can do and that you want to take a look at it. Research is key. I completely agree with you. I think there's a lot of research, um, that you can do that will really help you, um, get on that path to success, maybe even a little bit quicker. I love that calculated shipping that you were talking about. 
um, cause I know there's a flat that you can put in your own amount and then the calculated is, is really, really a good one because then you can put the dimensions and everything in there. Um, and it'll calculate it so that your buyer knows how much it is and so that you're covered as well. Right. So, um, before we wind this down, what is next for eBay? What are you guys working on? What do, what's coming up in the future? What, what can we sort of, you know, anticipate from you guys and keep a lookout? Well, lots more of, uh, of the goodness that we've been uh, investing in recently. So, um, you know, uh, lots of improvements on the buy side to help buyers uh, more quickly find the inventory that they're looking for among the 1.1 billion items that we've got listed on the site at any, any given time. Um, and then more tools on the sell side um, to help sellers connect. So uh, in Canada, um, we've announced that we're partnering with Shopify. Um, this is a, with a second market to to uh, create this partnership after the U.S. Um, the U.S. launched earlier this year, and I think have seen you know great um, momentum out of that um, partnership. We're really excited about the partnership here in Canada, allowing Shopify uh, sellers to get their inventory onto eBay uh, quickly and seamlessly. Um, so that's something that's coming um, relatively early in the new year. Um, and then other stuff, you know, stay tuned. Um, we're going to continue focusing on um, supporting our Canadian sellers to export and. And, uh, and then also building out our domestic marketplace. So Canadians buying from each other. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, I love your passion. I love your energy. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, to all our listeners, remember to check out ebay.com and ebay.ca to get your international trade journey started or to grow that side of your business. Remember, if you're in an established business, Get it online. You may have a website, but get it onto the eBay platform and take advantage of all those other international markets that may not know that you're already there. We will also have the links on twobabestalksupplychain.com. That will have more information how companies have successfully used eBay to expand. So again, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today, Andrea. Thank you so much. This has been fun. What an episode. Who knew you could use the eBay platform to Expand your business into international markets so easily. I get so excited about this stuff, guys. Thank you to Nicole, Andrea, and the team at eBay for making this episode happen. And you are going to want to stay tuned for episode 63. We are coming into the new year with a bang. We're talking to Pat Roche, all about transportation challenges facing North America right now. Pat is from the Green Shipping Line, and you are not going to want to miss this. Remember to rate us and review us on iTunes so other people and other supply chain professionals can find this show. Thanks again to everyone who has listened. Happy New Year. And again, remember everybody, ship happens.